Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of At the Movies with William Fletcher. As per usual, I am your host, William Fletcher, and this week, I will be doing, it'll just be me for this week. I know that's been happening more and more recently, but there's just been episodes that have just been me, but, you know, it's not always the easiest thing to get people to record and I apologize sincerely for that and like don't worry I've got some really good episodes planned with some really great guests hopefully next week's episode will be um I have I have an episode planned to record for next week and I've got a guest for that so hopefully I will be able to uh get that episode out to you guys by then so, this week, for this week's episode, I will be covering Dog Day Afternoon. A- and I will say, actually, before I continue on and begin talking about so any episodes I've done where it's just me talking, I um, will more than likely cover... There's a very good chance I will cover them again in the future and redo these episodes because then, you know, they're... It's just me. And, you know, that's not what is the most interesting, so I will attempt to in future... Um, probably do some of these episodes again in the future. So yeah, Doctor Afternoon is the film I'll be talking about this week. So for those who don't know, I'm going to talk sort of generally about the film, and then I'll go into some spoiler territory. And uh, yeah, and I'm also just going to say up front, I don't feel like I need to plug everything. I'm just going to plug everything out. So go to the website, check it out at the movies. WilliamFletcher.com should be able to find it. Be able to find it. Uh, go check out our Facebook and Instagram pages. Check out my letterbox page where you can see all these ratings I'm giving. And that's pretty much it, really. So, Dog Day Afternoon. For those who don't know what it is, it is a film directed by Sidney Lumet that came out in 1975. And the film, it's uh, for those who don't, who might not know who Sidney Lumet is, he. His directorial debut was 12 Angry Men, which is a fantastic film that I am very tempted in doing on an episode of the podcast because I, I watched it once, but that was like when I was 14 or so. It was, it was a few years ago. But that's a different story. This is Dog Day Afternoon. So it's about a real-life uh, person who existed. Uh, it's about a bank. So basically, the basic premise of the film is there's Al Pacino, who is really good in the film. I'm just going to say that. He's really good. This might be my the best performance I've seen him give in anything. And so the film is about this real-life bank robber. So there's these two bank robbers. They rob this bank, but everything t- goes wrong. It doesn't turn out exactly how they want it. And pretty much most of the film takes place in the one location, which is the bank, as well as the nearby, like, the street and you know across the road but it's predominantly just al pacino his partner bank robber the people who were in the bank at the time and the main police officers who are dealing with this and this is based off a true story and i haven't done much research into it but it i don't know how it, i think some it's sort of disputed on how accurate the film is it very much depends on who you ask but 
I, uh, to put my cards on the table up front, I thought this was a really, really good, enjoyable piece of work. I am a, I'm a really big fan of Club and Green Man, and uh, Sydney Lumet with another great film here in Bob Day, in Bob Day Afternoon. Sorry, I was just itching myself there. So, yeah, it's, it's a really great film, and I'm just sort of going to talk spoiler-free, and then when I'm going to go into spoilers, I will, um, I will give you... What's the word I'm looking for? I'll give you a like a heads up. Is pretty much what I'll do. So yeah, so this so saw Al Pacino in the lead role of Sonny, and he is really really good in this film. This is probably the best performance I've seen him give. It and it's very much like this was. Yeah, it's just he's he's really good in this film. He gives a really good performance. You know, there's times where he's doing like the classic Al Pacino thing, where he's just yelling all the time. And then there, you know, so it sort of switches between because half the time he's like yelling and you know being very loud and doing you know the classic like Al Pacino thing. And then on the other side, he's got his bits where he's you know very. Um, where he's very quiet, very restrained, and pulled back, and um, yeah, he's he, yeah, he's very restrained. He's very pulled back, and you know, it sort of is is like a perfect balance of those two. Of like sometimes he's really out and yelling at every, at people, and then on the other side, you know, there's um there's some there's some really good conversation conversations he has with um his partner and with the police where he's very quiet and he's very sort of subdued. And and I think Al Pacino, because some people sort of think of Al Pacino, and I guess other people like, um, also, like, I guess Joe Pesci is another one who everyone is just like, oh, he yells all the time and he gets angry and yells, you know. And this and sort of that's the thing I think Al Pacino is sometimes saddled with, is that people think he's just this one thing, but he's a lot more than that. He's not just this you know he's not this this guy who yells all the time he, he can have some really good emotional like quiet moments and i think that's sort of like it depends on the film he's doing of course and how everything is but that's predominantly what you know he's known for the getting loud the yelling stuff but he also has some very good quiet moments as well and i think you know not, not as many people focus on that part, you'd say. Then um, I will I'll also just say that all the other performances in this film are really, really great as well. They all work spectacularly well. There's no dud of a character. There's no character that you're just like, oh, well, you know, I don't really care for them, or you're not, just, or you're just like, uh, I'm not really interested. Like all the characters in the film all get a moment to shine. They're all very well written and there's no just character who's just sort of saddled in the background, you know, and, and there's a, and there's quite a few characters because there's uh, the Sonny who is the Al Pacino character, there's Sal who is his um, confidant. There's all the people in the bank. There's like, I think eight people or so in the bank. And then there's, you know, then there's Sonny's partner and, you know, his kids and there's the police officers who are trying to, you know, negotiate and figure this whole thing out and get up. Um, they're all very, very well-written performances. It's a very well-written a very well-written script. And I think that, like, if, you know, the film sort of, if the script wasn't better in, like, like you know, the script, because I would argue that 
script is one of the most like like i'd argue the three most important parts of a film is you need an actor you need a script and you need a camera those are like the three important parts those are like the three basic things you need to make a film you need an actor a script and a camera that's like the bare minimum you need to make a film and you know and uh, yeah and, and yeah just all the performance in this are very well written there's and there's so many bits in the film where you can just tell like because there are some bits where you know there's lots of like al pacino you know he's yelling and stuff and there's other bits where he's just you know he's very restrained you know it, it very much depends on the scene because he's not just yelling all the time for the sake of it sometimes he is very pulled back and restrained and very quiet when he's like when he's like talking on the phone you know with people and other times he's just re he's just you know really yet loud and everything and it um yeah, he, yeah, he's really loud. You know, it it very much depends on the scene because he, you know, he he sort of goes the right level. It's sort of like I guess to put it sort of simply, I would argue it's sort of um like I guess like like. It's sort of like a Nicolas Cage. Well, I don't know. Nah, I was gonna say it's sort of like a Nicolas Cage, thing, but I don't think he's as um, mental as Nicolas Cage is. Because Nicolas Cage does like, whatever he wants. Like Nicolas Cage just goes nuts. He just he just yells and he screams and he just he just goes all the way with the performances. And, and Al Pacino is a little more different than that. Not to say that Nicolas Cage is bad, because I'm not. Because I love Nicolas Cage. Because who doesn't? It is Nicolas Cage. But it very much depends on the context. Because Some, sometimes Nicholas Cage can be like very blur, very loud, and very expressive and stuff. And other times he can be quiet. And I think a lot of people associate him more with the loud and mental stuff. And that's sort of how I look at people like you know, and Joe Pesci are the two bright predominant ones I can think of falling on my head. Who people very much look at as like they're just always loud they're always yelling they're always doing they always got big performances and then you know they don't notice when they've got the more quieter subtle moments so yeah all the performances are really good i think al pacino gives the best performance in the film and there's a really great scene where al pacino so okay i'm gonna go to spoilers now so there's a quit so Early in the film, Sonny, who is the Al Pacino character, he talks about how he wants his wife and his kids there because, you know, that's just how it is. And so there's a twist in the film, again, spoilers, that Sonny has had relate is married to a man by the name of Leon. Who is in? Who wants to have? Basically, the bank robbery was being done. In the uh, context of the film, I don't know how accurate this is for the actual thing, but in in the film, Sonny and Sal, who is his partner, are robbing this bank so they can get the money to give Leon, Sonny's partner, the money for gender reassignment surgery. 
because Leon, you know, thinks that he is, you know, identifies as a woman. And so that was the whole reason that the robbery was taking place was so that they could pay for the gender reassignment surgery. But they find out when they rob the bank that there is only $1,100 in cash in the bank. So, you know, they're just sort of wondering, like, what to do. And they're not entirely sure. And so, yeah, so most of the film takes place within this bank with Sonny, Sal, and all the hostages they've got in the bank. So the hostages, so they've got the like the main guy who like runs the bank, then there's all the tellers and the women who work there, and I think a couple of the customers, and there's also a security guard. And there's a bit where the security guard has an as- asthma attack, and he's brought out to the um. So he's brought out because you know he's gonna. How I say it? I I don't. Well, because he's having a he's having like an asthma attack, and so they're just like, oh, we should probably take him out. So they send him out, and they put him out, and they and they take him out. But unknowingly, the uh, police believe that he is. Well, some of the police believe that he is part of the. Um, like that he is part of the thing, and that he's one of the robbers. I think that I don't know if that was intended or not. But I think that's a very interesting. Like, what's like social commentary? I guess that oh, they see this black man coming out, and they assume that he is, you know, a robber. That he's one of the robbers. I think that I, I don't know if that was intended or not, but I think that's very interesting social commentary that the film has. Again, I don't know how how intended that was. But it seems like that's a very, there's a very decent possibility that that could have been, that was, you know, part of the reason. That could have been something that influenced it. So, yeah, and the film opens, it has multiple, like, establishing shots, which base, it's got a bunch to establish, like, where they are, like, the city they're living in, where everything is, you know, where people are living, where the sort of area, and there's opening shots at the beginning of the film that establishes where the bank is, and all that stuff. And so, when... Cause, and it establishes everything, because we're going to spend most of the time in this bank, and, you know, just outside across the street. Like the street, and then you know the place across the street, across the street. And I think that's very good that it establishes everything, so that we know where everything is, and thus you know we're able to familiarize ourselves with it all. And um, sorry, um, so that you know we can familiarize ourselves with it all, and you know know the layout of everything, you know know how everything's situated in the station, you know, you know where the police. Um, you know, where the bank is in relation to, like, this, you know, the nearest, like, places where people are working. And I think that's, you know, just a really good thing that helps the film. You know, everything is established, you know, where everything is, and, you know, it all just works. So, what other... So I'm just looking at the uh, notes that I've got. 
So I made a note very early on that this film is already great. I think that was like maybe 30 minutes in, if even. And it was just like, because it, 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 it goes into like the, um, the bank robbery or attempted robbery rather happens very early on. Like they are not wasting time. They just get right into it. And I appreciate that, that they're not being around the bush that like, they just go in for it. And that the, you know, they're, they're just, they're just going for it. And that the, you know, they, they, they just, they're not going to waste time. They're not going to faff about, I guess, as you could say, they're just going to go with it and boom, everything's there. And I think that's fair enough. I don't think you can really, you know, disagree with that. Like, cause it, it just makes sense that you should just get right into it and just begin the story because I, it just seems very interesting, not just go for it. So I'm just gonna, yeah. So what else happens in some, it, it, it's kind of interesting because at the beginning of the film, um, so actually, so beforehand, they've got another person that Sonny and Sal have got a third person who they're going to have help them with this thing. But they check it out and they leave. So it's just Sal. And so, so they just walk in and they immediately just pull out their guns and they're just like ready to go with it all and i and like they just get right to it there's a bit very early on where uh sunny he's holding a gun it's like a it's like a rifle or shotgun in in the face of the bank teller and the bank teller is oddly very calm and i don't know like it just it's just very interesting. I don't know if that was on purpose or if the actor just couldn't care, didn't care less. I just thought it was a very interesting touch. I guess it also depends, you know. They've probably got some training, you know. I mean, I guess it depends, you know. I just thought it was a very interesting touch. And the film has a very nice... Um, the characters are very much like like Sal and Sonny, they're not, they're very much, uh, like, they're very much, very, like, very much earlier, like, it establishes that the bank robbers aren't bad guys, like, it's very much more shades of grey. They're just, you know, good, they're just, like, people who are robbing a bank. So they're not doing it for a bad reason, either. they're doing it to help with gender reassignment surgery, they're not bad guys. They're just, you know, de not de decent people who are just doing a bad thing. Like, because they, they don't want to hurt anyone. They don't want to shoot anyone. They don't want to do any of that. They just are like, we're just doing, you know, they just want money. That's all it is. Then, you know, that's, and that's what I think works is their characters have got varying shades of gray. They're not just bad people, they're just, you know, they don't want to hurt or kill people, they're just, you know, like, it, it, it's just very much like, you know, 
And plus, it also shows that Sonny is very smart and he knows what he's doing. He he knows all the things about banks, how they're insured, and when, and you know where the alarms are, and all these various things, you know. And and it shows that like he's done his research. He knows what he's doing. And I think that you know, I think that's just very interesting to have you know a very smart person again. Haven't seen this. What well, I have seen it. Sorry. I don't know how accurate it is to real life, but that is, you know, just sort of, you know, I think of these kinds of films, they can't be 100% accurate, because I don't know, because not all of it would be interesting enough to put, you know, accurate. I think it very much depends. So, yeah, there's a real... I, I noticed as I was watching, and I, 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 I didn't notice, or it just wasn't there at all. But like, I, I, well, as I was watching it, there was like basically no score in the film. It's just like very, it's just like natural sounds, you know, footsteps, gunshots, you know, rustle, like you know, sliding across the floor, you know, ru- like moving, like rustling of like chair wheels and stuff. It's is rustling the word to use for that, you know, moving of chair wheels across like the carpet. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's very, yeah. And, and there's, and there's several great moments in the film where they contrast, like it's some, it's like very quiet and sort of, you know, together in when they're in the, um, bank. It's very quiet and very quiet, and then there's, and then they cut to the airport because Sonny, then he makes a bargain. He makes a deal with the police, get him a plane, and I'm not going to give away the ending in this because I don't. I'm not going to. I don't want to give away the ending. But basically, he wants a plane to get out, and and there's great contrast in editing or showing the very loud, bustling airport to the very quiet, very small, restricted bank. And I just, and I'm always a fan of contrast, you know, between something, you know, like something that's very loud and busy and all that, and just cutting to like something very small and intimate and yeah. And that's really good. And yeah. And the film also, there's lots of great bits of the of the story progressing they make a point that the air conditioning is off and over the course of the film you notice that the characters in the bank are getting progressively sweatier and sweatier and i think like that's good attention to detail to just be like they're getting sweaty and sweaty it's very hot because then they can't leave either and I think that's just really, you know, good attention to detail to progressively make them more and more sweaty. And, you know, sort of similar to 12 Angry Men. And if you notice that film, they get more and more sweaty as the film goes on. It's the hottest day of the year and everything like that. And, you know, that's just brilliant. You know. Yeah. It's just really good. Mm. Uh, it also moves. It moves very fast. It, it doesn't feel like two hours. I was like... When I looked, I checked the time on, like, how much longer left, and it was, like, so little time left. I was like, man, this is moving really fast. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't expecting this to be going as, you know, fast as it was. Because, yeah, it was just very interesting. 
sorry. And I, it's just like very, sorry, you know, because it's a, it's over two hours and it, and it could very much drag. You could drag and you could feel like, man, this is this could go for this might drag, you know, because some films can drag, but the film doesn't. It goes. It's very. I don't slow sounds bad. It not not slow. Sorry, the opposite of slow. It's fast. It, it moves at a breakneck pace. You know, the dialogue is quick. It's snappy. It's you know, it works. It gets to the point. You know, everything just works perfectly together. Everything works perfectly in sync. And you know this. Yeah, it's just a really really great scene. There's a there's a probably the best scene in the film in my opinion. There's a phone conversation between Sonny and Leon. Where it's basically they're just talking to each other about these, you know, things and why he's doing this and you know, and, and you know, all this stuff. And there's a scene earlier on with Leon, just Leon in the barbershop talking to the police about his backstory and how him and Sonny know each other. And again, a really good thing. And the actor playing Leon gives a really, really great performance in the film. You know, he's not just. Al Pacino giving a great performance. No, it's like every it's a great ensemble cast of performances. There's <clears throat> one of my other favorite bits in the film is there's a bit where Sonny accidentally fires a, a gun is accidentally fired. I don't I don't remember exactly if Sonny fires a gun, but a gun is accidentally fired. And it basically and there's really frantic every ever editing. Like there's people like the whole building is like surrounded by onlookers and bystanders, and so people like they're diving back for cover. The police are hiding behind cars. There's people trying to get into the back. They all dive for cover, and the editing is like really fast and like you know just moving and it's just crazy and everyone's just like yelling and screaming and diving for cover. And I think that's a really good editing trick to just show the franticness and how everything, you know, just how it all plays up and how it, you know how it all works. <clears throat> And the editing, you know, reflects how the characters are. Everything's just scrambling and moving fast and just blah, 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 blah. And that's really good. And that's, you know, that's just, that's just you know, a, a good note for um, the editing. So, yeah. I think I've talked about most of my main points with this film. I've got one flaw with the film, and it does involve the ending, so I'm not going to say it exactly. But for those who have seen it, one problem I get, one problem I have, is the armrest bit. Also, like, close to the very end of the film, there's something involving an armrest. And that's my only problem with this film, and that is what keeps it down from being a perfect 10. So, to get onto my score, uh, Dog Day Afternoon, a phenomenal film, phenomenal performances, editing, writing, cinematography sound design as well it's all great and that's why i'm giving dog day afternoon a nine out of ten very very enjoyable film very well made and i cannot wait to see what can't wait to see what uh, my next sydney lumet film will be i don't really know what i'm gonna watch next for sydney lumet because he's got some really good stuff to watch but yeah, already two. I've only seen two of his films: this and *Top Angry Men*. Both are phenomenal, and they are great films. Speaking of great films, before I wrap this up, *1975*. This came out in *1975*, which is a re- looking back, it's like a really good year for movies because you had yeah, this 
Yeah, Adult Afternoon. You had Barry Lyndon, Conflict of the Cuckoo's Nest, Jaws, like Monty Python and the Holy Grail, like a really great year for films. And I don't know, because when you ask people about, you know, best years in films, they rarely bring up 1975. But I think, you know, if people people look at this year, more closely they'll realize that, yeah, this is a really great year for film. And Doctor Afternoon is absolutely one of the best films from that year. So thank you all for listening to this episode. Uh, check out the website, our Facebook page, our Instagram page. Check out my letterbox page where you can find my ratings for all these films. And until next time, I will see you guys in the next one. Bye.